Hey y'all, I'm Lucy. And I'm Jean. And we're from the Newsy Floozies podcast with CSPN Media. I know y'all are like, but that's not the podcast we clicked on. But bitch, this is what you got. It mm-hmm. is, it is. Because mm-hmm. we that queer black podcast you didn't even know you needed. Exactly. Two gay women. Oh my goodness. What are they going to talk about? Tune in and find out. We come out every Monday. We sure do. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Newsy Floozies. See y'all on Monday. The gay day. Hey. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Kamu Chronicles. Alright, let's do this from the top one last time. <laughs> I am your host, Roddy Cats, and you can find me at Roddy Cats on Twitter and uh Instagram. You can also find me at News Nerds Need. You can also find me at CB Caps um, and News Nerds Need Reddit. And with me tonight, my man, my metal, my fellow Brooklyn's finest, one agent underscore seventy off of Instagram and Twitter. What's up, everybody? And he too was also bitten by a spider. <laughs> Although he carries a shield, we don't know why that happened. You know, they are both from Brooklyn. So what do this, you this is true. This is true. At least, at least in the MCU. So <laughs> yeah, this is true. Wait, he was from, from Brooklyn in the comics. Lower East Side, just like uh, Ben Grimm. Really? Yep. Hmm. Really? I feel like unless that might be a new thing that he's saying Brooklyn. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because now that I think about it, Brooklyn's a new thing. Right, yeah, I remember him saying that in the last few years. Not only did you say that. Anyway, regardless, folks, if we're talking about, you know, that's this is what we're here for. We're talking comics. But um, before we start talking comics, we will say that, I don't know if he's going to show up on, on the show, but PCN underscore Dirt is on Twitter under PCN underscore Dirt, Pop Culture Net on um, Twitter, uh, popculturenetwork.com, I need stopcomics.com. And I know he just got out of uh, the... So this is... We are recording uh, live on a Saturday because Thursday was uh, Into the Spider-Verse and and, and Seventy and I went. And also on tonight was the showing of the pre-showing of Aquaman, which is a week early, thanks to Amazon. And we will have... We will talk about all that good mess in a few seconds. Uh, But also not with us tonight. And and like I said... uh, may or may not show up but if he does hey i have it happen tim d o g g 98 on twitter the click nation on twitter cb cron on twitter the click nation.com and comic book resources where he's writing his face off go check him out uh you can find this podcast on the cspn uh, broadcast network no broadcast network don't we wish uh cspn.us do it today exactly uh, where you can find this show and, and many other fine podcasts, uh, we or 
seemingly an anomaly on that channel, but we still hold our own. <laughs> but you can also sub- subscribe to this podcast on uh, Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. You can go to the uh, Cold Slither SoundCloud uh, page and find us there. And of course, you can shop.cspn.us at that link I just gave you to get some merch from this fine program and others on the uh, CSPN network. So we are going to get into this. Uh, Again, like I just said, End of the Spider-Verse just came out this week. Aquaman comes out next week, but there was a showing tonight. We will be talking about, we will be talking spoiler free, um, talking about both of those right now. And we're going to start off with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which Agent uh, Agent 70 and I both saw. Yes. So we ended up catching the movie uh, opening opening night, and mm-hmm. I can tell you that uh, my screening was not well attended. I was very hmm. disappointed by that. Um, but I know that um, the movie is tracking to make a lot of money this weekend, so that's a good thing. Right. Yeah, it's... it's- been doing well actually before it came out here in the states it was actually seemingly doing pretty pretty well uh from what i understand and i think word of mouth is helping it along uh over the weekend because watching it on thursday you know opening night uh sometimes it's hit or miss for some movies but sure especially carry the uh the weight of uh the more recent mcu and i was about to say yeah but this one being an animated film also and probably geared and targeted or directed towards younger folks um that would probably be another reason why it's not you know it, it, you know what's funny about that though <clears throat> it's there, so much of this movie felt like it made more sense to me as a comic book fan True. and specifically as a fan of what's been happening in the spider books over the last 10 15 years mm-hmm. because i I read a review of the movie from a non-comic book person, but someone who takes movie reviews, um, amateur movie reviews, not nothing, you know, nothing really professional, sure. but amateur movie reviews very seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's a he's a he's a, he's not a, a fellow member of the bar that you know that ah. that that actually has a, a review website and okay. he, he just watches lots of movies. And when I read his review, I was kind of shocked, but then I could see that. You know, there's just a lot of more so than in even the live action stuff. There's a lot of inside stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of inside stuff that if you don't recognize it, won't make a lot of sense to you. Right. Um, which, to his credit, for for people like us who are comic book fans, like we just, you know, we we're we're all off on that one. Right. But yeah, I would imagine too with the normal person, whatever. <clears throat> I would that would probably. But the, the film does do fairly decently. Um, in cases about um, you know bringing stuff up, like right, it, like obviously it is geared more towards to people like us and for younger people, like you know, and for younger people. But like I said, right. in cases it does well to be like, hey, this is that, this, this, and the others. Everything else is like you don't really need to know that. You just right. you know, or you may already know, you know, through some sort of osmosis, even if you've seen other Spider-Man movies. Actually, now that I think about it. Like yeah, right. you got you got enough of a knowledge that we won't even insult you by you know doing all of this extra stuff. I mean, broad strokes, we're dealing with uh, the cinematic 
uh, telling or version of Miles's origin. True. And but there uh, is but there is some there is some glimmers of comic book origins in there. Well, oh no. I'm not saying that it's something completely. Oh, you mean yeah? You're not overall. I'm just gotcha. saying it's the it's it's the cinematic version. Sure, sure. It. And it basically adapts the Spider Verse event mm-hmm. and molds that into something that uh, you know ties into Miles' origin. origin, right? Which I uh, thought was pretty decently done. It was a good move. Yeah. It was a good move because what they can't do is show how uh, the character has evolved. Um, you know, how the how the character gets from point A where he doesn't know anything about being a spider person to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, using the Spider-Verse, uh, a, a version of the Spider-Verse event as a catalyst for that made a whole lot of sense. I mean, the the other way they could have gone with that, and I'm not saying that that, that it needs to be changed. Like, obviously, Sp- Spider Gwen right. regularly came out of Spider Verse, so they could have, you know, gone the other way and be like, "Well, this is centered around her and that." But again, you know, my it, it seemed like this was a better fit, or this was as good a fit, sure, to do that sure. with. Sure, and, and without spoiling too right, much, so. there's you know there there's a lot of fun to be had. Um, do you have uh, something that you would really stress as one of the finer points of the movie and, and maybe one of the low points or something that you were kind of critical of? Because I can think of like one of each for myself. Honestly, I can't really think of much critical, now that you say that. Um, and I've been spending the last couple of days off and on kind of thinking about the movie and seeing, like, uh, you know, there's articles out there. So, so you know, f- for people trying to be spoiler-free... right. You know there are articles out there about the um, uh, the end credits and you know Easter eggs and that kind of stuff. So yeah, hopefully you will know to, to avoid those. But um, hmm, I don't know. I I I kind of like the way Miles kind of came into it. There was probably I I think part of if I had well, any if I had any critical part about it. Was mm-hmm. that would go back to his origin anyway? In 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 Bendis's handling of it, but actually, I don't. Actually, I shouldn't say that. That's not even true. That's not partly true, because they kind of did something in there. It was like, yeah, if it, I don't know how, if it actually played out like that in his actual origin, and I can't really without saying it. I don't. Right, without spoiling too much. Okay. Yeah, there's a part that that seemed like you know that sounds like something Bendis would have done if he if he okay. didn't actually do it. Right. So without getting too spoilery, what I really loved about the movie was actually the incorporation of 90s hip hop. Uh, into it. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought about you when, when one of the people saw it. I was yep. like, what? I thought, I thought directly of you when I hit. I was like, oh, right. shoot. So, <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. That brought a big smile to my eyes. just couldn't stop beaming. But the low point for me was actually, and this is, I'll ring the spoiler bell. It doesn't really touch on a plot point, but I'll ring the spoiler bell. Hmm. Was how they did Gonky. Yeah, I, 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 once again, I thought about you when that, when that happened. You know, and I understood, you know, and I understand why. Because hmm. there's so many characters in this. But the way they did them, I was like, <sighs> damn. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. we already have, like, a version of Gonke in uh, Homecoming. In live action, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Ned. Which they kind of... They... There's probably a nod to that. I think there's a nod to that in there uh, somewhere. Though, or at least according to one article I read, there's a nod to it. But, right. but yeah. <clears throat> and I'd love to talk about I'd love to talk about this uh without you know, you know, like uh, in full, but we have a lot to get to. And I feel Maybe. like we, we we can revisit this some other time when it's, when the movie is out and Yeah, exactly. Know. We could do like a uh uh what should we call it? A, a special edition, edition, you know, yeah. uh, a, a treasury edition where we talk about uh, the movie at length and, 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 and kind of delve deeper into this. But you can tell from my, you know, I, I thought about um, what I liked and didn't like. And those are the kind of the ones that were least spoilery. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. I saw like Leonard Malton liked it, you know, and that there are some actual critics. Mm-hmm. Who, although Malton, to be fair, he's a little lenient on certain stuff, you know, and like I'm pretty sure if. Um, Ebert was still around, or or just whatever, which one would have been like, eh. but I don't know. I've seen some some critical, or at least parts of some critical reviews that were pretty good. I'm like, and people who are obvious fans of of uh, comic books, or you know, we're digging on it also. So, like I said, I was like personally, it, it lived up to the hype for me, so I was happy for it. I, no, I I definitely enjoyed myself, and uh, I'm I'm probably gonna have plans to watch it again. I thought movie. I was about to say that too. I was like, I am seriously considering. Yeah. yeah, I am seriously Super considering. Friends that. are like, um, you know, we're gonna go watch this, right? And I'm like, yeah, okay. <clears throat> so yeah, but that that being that case, like I said, yeah, you know, we don't want to get too too uh, too too far into spoiler territory. In that we will exactly. we will probably. Like We'll probably bring up something in the news about it at the very least, but I pretty much mentioned what I would have, what I would bring up anyhow. So with right. that, um, I'm going to quickly talk about uh, Aquaman. Uh, Agent Seven hadn't seen it yet. Uh, there was a showing tonight at the time of this record recording, Saturday night. Um, yeah, I chose not to. Uh partake in the uh, Amazon offer. <laughs> I was happy at that. I, so I basically got it for free because I had some Amazon credits. So I was like, woo! Alright. There you go. But, um, so, yes, there was screaming screening tonight. I missed the... F- I'm Apparently they started on time. So most movies, you you have at least a good block of uh, trailers before the movie started. And when I got there, I got there probably five minutes till but the fucking concession sign was so long, was long. So by the time I actually got into the, the theater, it was like five or eight after, and it already started. So I, I think I missed a, I missed something. Certainly, I don't know. I, I don't know how much I missed, but it yeah, was definitely not too much. But yeah, yeah. So when it came in, it was it shit was already jumping off. But nevertheless, it's um, it um, yeah. And obviously, you know, due to our late start time we are out of prime time so roddy has uh already started with the uh i know right <laughs> i know right. just throwing stuff left left and right yeah we we're we it is not it is not a thursday and we are yeah, yeah out of our are normal not spot, in prime so. time television ladies yeah, and gentlemen so and i'm not but, bleeping uh, and yeah I'm, no we do, i'm the one who does uh, the editing and i'm not bleeping this out <laughs> yeah. we do have the adult uh language content uh probably on the show so but um but yeah, that's uh, you know that that's kind of um, a good warning. But I think by the time the rest of us normies go to see it, um, <laughs> yeah. So we'll have 
plenty of trailers to sit through. Yeah, more than likely. Because, like I said, if there were any trailers, it, it must have happened like right before seven or at the time. Because, like, there, there, there's no way in the world it could have been. Because normally it's usually like a good 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good 10, 20 minutes of, of trailers. So that, and that didn't happen. I was like, I was kind of shocked and slightly upset about that. But uh, partially my fault, but more to, to the. Um, yeah, more to the line. long lines. But regardless, I will say this, and I'm just going to repeat what I said earlier from my tweet and say that, um, one, just noted that Aquaman is a reminder that Mera should have been in Injustice 2, which is the fighting game. Um, if, you're, if you're a video game person, she should have been in there because she would have been a great addition. And from what I understand, people have been bucking for it for, year, for a couple of years now uh, since the first Injustice. So that should tell you something about the movie itself, partially. Um, and also that the movie bears and wears its influences kind of nicely, including those of the director. So this is being, this is a, a James Wan joint. Um, so you, uh, being a fan, and I'm not saying this is direct or not about what you might find in this movie, but some people might know him from his, um, from his horror work. Right. Uh, some people might know him from, like yourself and myself, from the Fast and Furious um, movies that he's he's done a couple, right? No, I think he only did one. He's only done one. Which one? Did he do five? No, that was Justin Lin. So Justin Lin is the one that that kind of reinvented the franchise with, sure. with four, right? So which one so, did he do? He actually no, Justin Lin did um, Tokyo Drift, right. and then they brought him back for four, five. Wait, Sick. am I or am I tripping? Am I tripping? Did James Wan actually do? And I'm I'm screwing around. Hold on, he did do one. That's what I thought. He did do one. I think he's the he did he did eight, eight. actually. Come okay, so I haven't seen eight yet, so I don't so I don't know. So I will say this is he may have taken a slight bit of uh, inspiration. Oh, seven, sorry, Fury Seven. It was yes. seven that he did. So he's doing seven. He did seven. Okay. So he did seven. Somebody else did eight. Okay. So, oh, that was uh, F. Gary Gray. Did they go back to him for eight? Yes. 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 Yeah. That's right. So I will say that there is a partial. There could be some influence. That being said, still with at least one scene, which has been out there on trailer, which there's been there's been scenes of. So I'm not really necessarily spoiling it. That might take a little bit of influence or inspiration from. Uh, a part of one of those movies, and that's why I was thinking it was him that did five, and that's why I'm saying that particular specifically. They dragging a safe? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that's what everyone remembers. <laughs> True, but no, not that one. Jumping down the f- the the the. Favelas. And actually, wait, hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. Like, and I might be wrong about which one. So was it five that the Rock was in? Right, the first one the Rock was in. Yes. Okay, so I'm right. Okay, so yes. I, I stand behind what I just said. That, Jumping uh, down the favelas is a, is a popular thing too. So. That's okay. Hold that thought. Yes. Okay. <laughs> See, I've seen this movie so many times. I can mm-hmm. kind of imagine yes. what you might be referring to. Yes. So, but again, like I said, some of that stuff's kind of been out there. there there's been there's been trailers that had some of that stuff in there. So mm-hmm. I'm not really necessarily spoiling that much. So if you've seen those, then you know you can kind of get what I'm talking about. Regardless, outside of that, like I said, it's it's. Wearing the influences fairly decently, some spots more than others. It's definitely fun. It's definitely got. Um, it's definitely action packed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and as Doug Dirt said, um, it's uh, it's comic accurate in in a, in a lot of spots. That's pretty cool. And even if you you don't have very much knowledge, like we were talking before the show, um, if your knowledge of Aquaman comes from the animated version, it could right. still Justice League Unlimited or Justice League. Probably less that, but more classics. Well, yeah, a little bit of that, and probably in a way, Super Friends. Okay. Not in, in not in a you know. They're, they're they're playing it serious, but still, yet yeah, you know, you can still be like, okay, hey, I, I know this, and obviously, mm-hmm. you, you know, we have we have shown and they've seen you've seen the suit, so you know that kind of they're kind of going for it. Um, so that being said, yeah, it it was good. I would also say that I would probably go back and see this, and I don't think I'm I'm not sure that the couple of misses a miss would be anything. Um, up to what I well, uh, leading up to what I came in on, I can imagine what happened, but um, I may may not have gotten the gist of that. But I still would probably say I could possibly go and see this again. No kidding. I, oh, if only to just catch the first eight minutes of the movie. That that and just for the fact that I'm like, nah, it was actually you know pretty it, impressive. Okay. Yeah, like they. This book, the movie has a budget. You know they've been putting more much they're putting putting money behind the last couple of movies, and it's kind of showed. Like there's a, probably a spot or two where some effects seem a little. You know they probably skimped here to to spend more there, something like that. Maybe, but nevertheless, they overall it's. And I would also go as far as to say, like I could. See, well, did they pull off the talking underwater thing? I know you've had some issues with that recently in in the comics. So yeah, but at least, but at least with them, you know, you can see it. They're, you know, of course there's people talking underwater, and yeah, yeah, they they okay. they don't really make too much about that. But yeah, it works. But again, like I said, with that, with because yeah, with the Avengers thing, that doesn't make any kind of sense. But gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You know, but this, yeah, it totally fits. So. Um, and I could see, and again, this is probably more my influence than probably the movies, but you could kind of see some, I think Dirt had mentioned, um, actually to, to go by what he says, uh, what he said in the chat, he says, this movie is trying legacy meets Lord of the Rings meets Godzilla. Mm. And I say that, yeah, that kind of tracks. I would probably replace Tron legacy with. Um, like I was gonna say, probably more recent Star Wars and or Thor Ragnarok, actually. Okay, but everything else, yeah, kind of tragic. Maybe uh, the Godzilla. There's even a little, a touch of, and again, James Wan has done horror, so there is even a little bit of you know, horror. Not necessarily horror, but you can see where you can, t- you know, he's done. If you know he's done some stuff, then you can see kind of some. You know, touch some, it. Maybe. Some touches here and there. Gotcha. Okay. But, but there's no serious horror. So, but yeah, it was like you can you once you get to this one part, I'm like, yeah, okay. Especially if you know him. So that being said, without going any further and getting into potentially getting into any spoilers unknowingly, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It comes out next week uh, for everybody else for for everybody else to see it. And I would definitely say, actually, going back to what you were saying about uh, but the people in the, the theater, it was actually pretty 
um, it wasn't full full, but it was a it was a good bunch of people. Like, and actually, in my um, going back to the end of the Spider Verse, my show in there was actually fairly decently packed. Because then again, I went to eight. Because there was a eight, there was an eight and a five for the the, the uh, version I went to. Because I went to the standard version. Mm-hmm. So I don't know when you went. I know you went around roughly around the same time, but right. It was an early evening, you know, seven ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was um, IMAX 3D. Okay, see, I didn't do that one. Actually, what was funny was when I looked at the tickets for that, I saw the tickets for that, and I was going through the motion until I figured out, until I found out, wait a minute, this is uh, 3D, and I didn't, and I don't, you know, folks, I don't do 3D. So okay. I backed out of that, but when I looked at it, when I went to the seats, like, there were no, there were a bunch of available seats for the for the 3D version. So that may or may not say anything, because when I got the tickets for, for those, for End of the Spider-Verse, like I said, it was... You know, it was actually a few days ago. So I was like, I was happy to see though that there was, you know, that there was a family sitting in front of me. Right. And uh, I actually told the 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 oldest kid was a daughter, and I told her, "Hey, I just checked online. There's a end credit scene." So uh, she she went to go tell her dad, and they came back to watch the end credit scene. Right. Spoiler, mild spoiler. Which at this, you know, which is kind of funny because you would think. As many uh, superhero movies that we had, animated or not, well, actually most of them have not been animated. You would think people have been more a little bit more conditioned to stay around. But even in the Aquaman um, one, which luckily it doesn't have an end credit scene, but it does kind of have a mid-ish credit scene. So Mm -hmm. take take note of that. And there were people, there were a couple of people got out, but most of the majority of people say, hell, people are staying for Star Wars credits. I mean, for the end of Star Wars credits now. And that has, right. no, and that has no bearing on that stuff. So, Well, I was about to say, luckily, uh, what should I call it, with, uh, with previews and stuff, they do, put, you know, you can find stuff like that online real quick. Like, you see everyone with their phones out sure. to see if it's worth sitting around. So Yeah, so... Like that, take note of that. But, um, yeah, but it has been a good week for 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 movies, I was I will say that. All right, that works. All righty, so I guess we're <clears> going to talk about the first books we are review this week, and we're actually going to cover one of the small mini events uh, over at uh, Marvel, and mm. that's the uh, the Defenders of mini event, the best defense. I was and going the, to I was going to tweet okay. out about this and 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 then say that you I remember a time where we would get like eleven whole months of an actual story. In comics before an event, mm. I remember those days. You're of a certain vintage. You remember those days. Oh. I miss those days. Once a year. Once a year. Yeah, like eleven months out of the year. It was like, oh no, we got story, 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 story. And now we just got. Even though they said no event, no big events for sixteen months, that still doesn't seem like. This, this is a mini event, though. This, this is, is a mini not, event. This does not fall right. This does not fall into the category of. The, but it's still event. Up until this point, not all that uh, kind of un- it's kind of underwhelming. It's uh, Infinity Warps mm. and Infinity War, you know, like the, the the latest version of this. So I hadn't even started. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. Back to this though, mm-hmm. Doctor. St- let's start with Doctor Strange, the best defense number one. Mm-hmm. There's actually kind of a you know kind of a pretty gruesome aspect to this issue. Um, that starts right off the bat. You're just kind of like, ew. Kind of. Um, I will say, so this, I just remember something. This is basically jumping ahead slightly 
this is the second time we see in an event where the Hulk's head becomes a factor. Because I, I remember correctly, um, Age of Ultron from a few years ago had a scene where um, where the Hulk's head just you know happens to be a factor. Actually, it doesn't have to be a factor, but it just has to be just happens to be there. Um, and I was like, huh, weird. So, but yeah, so in this one, um, we talked about the Hulk. Speaking of the the Immortal Hulk um, issue, which was the first one that came out last week. Or the first of the two that came out last week. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of comes off of that, but goes also goes into that. Right. It, it, this is kind of uh, a precursor to that. Yes, for the most part. Um, which is weird, but it kind of works. Um, now, I, before we go any further, we they, in the back of the books, and we've talked about this before the show, that they said you can read these four books in any order, and then the 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 uh, defenders book next week will be like the end of the end of it. So I'm hoping we're going to get a nice fat info dump for some of that stuff for some of mm-hmm. the stuff that's going on then. Um, also worth noting, you know what? We'll get to it at in a, in a minute actually. But so this is. Well, one, we were right for two reasons. And that old Doctor Strange was the person that shows up at the end of um, Immortal Hulk. Mm -hmm. And it kind of goes from there into this. As to kind of sort of how he got to that point. Right. Um, And then, obviously, like I said, you you can wrap back around and, and read Immortal Hulk and see... Right. What happened with that? Which is still doesn't make a whole whole lot of sense because none of these books really tie in that closely, except for the one page that has uh, as as a uh, you agent seventy said the ghost who stabs the ghost who stabs you know <laughs> so and I believe that part is that part like I said in my notes needs to be the one that pays off because if that doesn't I'm gonna be really upset right. And, um, and I would think I would think at this point that uh, you know that's got to pay off because now we're dealing with just one last issue of this uh, mm-hmm. mini event. So, but just uh, again, uh, we 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 find out how Doctor Strange, at least in this story, has gotten to the point where um, he is um, the last defender, literally, of the Earth. And dun, 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 dun. Uh, you know something catastrophic has happened, and he's trying to uh, create a way to undo this catastrophic event. Mm-hmm. And as it tends to be, there's some looks like some time travel that. Uh, oh yeah, that's just sensibly. So, and this is probably also the the point where I should mention that there was an article. Um, in fact, I will put it up on the screen right now real quickly. There was an article from Marvel, which I'm I'm kind of wondering if they actually did this on purpose. I would imagine they did, uh, called The Spells of Doctor Strange, The Concordance Engines. Okay. Um, and it says, revisit when the Defenders reunited with uh, the Master of Mystic Arts. So this was a series from three, four years ago. Uh, Fraction Run with uh, Terry and Richard Dodson doing the okay. art. As you can tell about the picture, um, 
And this basically comes right off of Fear Itself. Uh, and from Fear Itself, there was a a person creature that came out of that that has some dealing with the Hulk during their friends. So Fear Itself, by the way, also Fraction's uh, event. So there, there's a lot of... Um, he's using a lot of his own stuff in, in the series. Uh, including Immortal uh, Iron Fist and, and some of the mortal weapons. So that kind of comes into play. Uh, that being said, really, really quickly... Uh, this new event, this little mini event, may be taking beats off of that, possibly including the jump to the um, the the pause, uh, as they called it, the first mm-hmm. couple of issues. They may be taking some beats from Max uh, from from Fraction's run of this, um, including the said concordance issue uh, engines, which maybe I th- I believe they've brought up uh, in. Uh, if not this one, they did in Civil Server, one of the two. They, they they brought it up in, so that's probably a callback to this run. So if you have a, if you have those books, or if you have Marvel Unlimited, excuse me, sorry, you can go back to read the uh, Defenders from 2011. It's only 12 issues. I uh, look at some of uh, Agent 70 uh, before the show, like I kind of breeze through at least seven of them, and yeah, I can see some ties, but it's still really disjointed. Okay. So, because <clears throat> they kind of go other places, but they kind of go back regardless. Um, so, but back to the, the best defense books. Are we finished with Dr. Strange? Because I think we've, the, the most we've said is like, hey, it, it, you know, it goes, it basically wraps back around the Immortal Hulk one and then... Right. Exactly. I mean, that's all we really need to talk about because right. It's worth if you're going to read this, you're going to read all four of these. Yes, thankfully, it really boils down to, um, you know, very loosely connected stories. But this Which one was actually pretty entertaining, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on its own mm-hmm. without any real concern to how it connects. But then you, you know, we wrap around to the point where it does connect, right? And with that, we go into Civil Surfer, the best defense number one, which is. Seemingly in a similar time period, we don't necessarily know what time period it is because <clears throat> not as we think about it. Hey, Silver Surfer himself is kind of actually a tech back. We kind of do. This seems like it was a similar time period. Um, actually, no, well, it doesn't because now what happened that, yeah, that doesn't make any actually sense. Actually, seems like it's happening in current uh, right. The- Continuity. It's you're right. I would remind I would remind you that uh, the server has reverted back that, to being a herald, the herald. Of well, no, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, see, I was gonna uh, that, which is why I was, I was mentioning that. But I was like once to, have, once you have that knowledge, you can kind of figure out, you know, especially based on how this book ends, right? But and I, and I was about to step over myself when I said when I was saying that too because I just thought about the fact that. Yes, that was the case, and not only that, but yeah, it has to be current because I was thinking the Galactus in this book looks a lot more worn, but then again, that could be because of hunger or whatever. Right. Or whatever right. That's how they often portray and it, right, and because it's not set anywhere near Earth, and seemingly, you know, it seemed like there was um there was a time jump, but apparently not because yeah, we see. Surfer on this planet. These people are trying to get get away. There's a Yondu Yandu, Yandu light figure. Actually, I thought Yandu showed up 
Mm. Be uh because of uh, because of a person that that showed up in it, but there's like a, a short version of a Centaurian that uh, I don't know if they play a part, but they're they're there. Right, there's a couple of yeah, there's a couple of that particular. I think it's uh, what y'all call it? It's um, it's a father daughter pair, if right. I'm not mistaken. Uh, at some point, but yeah, more so the daughter than than the than the father right. or whatever the. Yeah. So that being said, like I said, the surface on this planet, and then you know, I guess they. Well, know. something happens to this planet, right? There that that kind of wraps into what this crossover is about, and yes. what ends up, you know, and what ends up happening to this planet is that they're <clears> all trying to leave. They're all trying to leave because you know, like all the, the the inhabitants of the planet are trying to leave because they've kind of caught wind that Galactus is on its way, right? But at the same time, it seemed like they were also leaving because of, which actually could actually tie back to the 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 the, the series that I was talking about with some 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 serious some similar things happening, where they also may have been trying to run away from not just from Galactus, but the ending of um, their spot in the universe or the universe. Right. Well, what's happening? You know, like what the you know there there's a. There's a uh, you know the the connective tissue between uh, the Doctor Strange book and this book is a little stronger yes than in, uh, Hulk and Namor were yes um, although this does kind of flow wraps back around to the Namor one to at least to the end right. of the Namor one right because there's something called the train mm-hmm. and that's what uh, Strange is working to prevent. And that is the reason why people need to leave this planet because apparently this train has already wreaked havoc on this planet, but left it intact, but in such a weakened state that there's no way that they could do anything against something. I mean, most planets can't even at their strongest against Galactus. And so this, again, I'm going to say this one, hopefully probably final time, is also where, because there is a mention of it, in fact, there is a train that ends up, um, that plays a small part of the beginning of that Defenders run that, okay. I, that I mentioned, uh, but that was kind of dealt with fairly decently, well, not fairly decent, but fairly quickly, and then the, the focus kind of goes into um, these engines, Okay. That show up, which I believe they mentioned, they may have mentioned the in- uh, an engine uh, along with the train, and or, or at least the very when Galactus and Sil- the Surfer were talking, they 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 might have have actually mentioned the engine and or the train as well. Mm-hmm. So that could be the other tie back to this other Defenders run, <clears throat> or at least the same in another way, because like it just it it, it seems like a callback. Which we okay. knew there was a callback to something we just didn't never knew we we never knew what it was, right? And this then this uh, normally they would have at least had a footnote, but like, hey, you might want to check out this that and other or something like that. But they didn't do that. And of course, we and we still have that other ghost who stabs thing that still doesn't that it's actually it still makes no sense, right? It, well, it does and it doesn't because if it does. It does not for the ghost. It may from where that where that ghost is, mm-hmm. and what and and things around it, possibly. And again, ties back may possibly tie back to that defenders thing. 
Mm-hmm. I can't that part I can't confirm, but because it still seems like I'm like I don't remember. There's no there's not there was no ghost that showed up in it so far, and so that has yeah that the whole part right there is just weird. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, again, we, there's one more book left uh, to, to to bring this back on home, and that is the the uh, the, the defenders book uh, next week, I believe. Um, wait. Yes, next week. I believe it's next week. Yes, uh, which hopefully will tie everything back up nicely and neatly. But I'm kind of on the mind of you know what this thing, the whole thing has been kind of disjointed. Like yeah, there's been a couple of good reads here and there, mm-hmm. but it's still kind of disjointed. And and if that if the one the ghost who stab thing and all this doesn't get, doesn't get tied up, I'm going to be upset. Sure, it would have wasted our, it would have wasted our time. Yeah, I I sympathize. I definitely agree with that. So, uh, with that, uh, right. let us we have a lot of books different. to go through, so we may yeah. actually just start rapid firing everything. Um, yeah, we we do. We definitely have a couple that we have both read to, together, or not together, but you know, us. Uh, yeah, no, we both time. have these mutual, uh, mutually read books this week. Yes, you want to talk uh, champions real quick, just Let's to wrap talk up that champions. Yes, all right. So this is the uh, the wrap up issue to this. Uh, D um based storyline. I I would I don't want to say it falls flat because it doesn't, but it kind of wrapped up a little too neatly. I think I agree with you simply because I was kind of taken aback at how quickly it wrapped. Yes. Um, very quickly. Uh. The champions found themselves in Weird World, mm-hmm. transformed into D&D type characters. And the way they are reverted back it seems very convenient and happens very quickly. Yes. Um, but it's definitely related to Crystar and the Crystal Warriors, which kind of gave me a, 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 you know something to cheer about. And as I said in my notes, it was like, well, if you're playing IP bingo, there's a, the, you got another check mark. Exactly. Um, we do see... We do see a brief panel appearance by Black Knight and um, whoever the other person was. Um, yeah, other denizens of Weird World. Yes, I think that's um, what we call it. Not Thundra. Um, no, yeah, Thundra definitely. But or was it Thundra? Yeah, I think that is Thundra. Yeah, but I, was, I wasn't thinking about her. I was thinking about the other person. But regardless, oh, matter. The, the dude with the lightning bolts. Uh, I know you're talking about. Totally forgot. No, it wasn't. Um, wait, he didn't show up. No, but he's in one of those panels. Is he? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I would didn't pay any attention then. Apparently, um, yeah, he's above person. the guy with the red antlers, who I think is supposed to be somebody too. Okay, yeah, I was thinking of the the person with the red antlers. Okay, well, r- regardless, yeah, Denizens of Weird World, which, um, um, which, yeah, sure, it is what it is on that part. Um, right. We. So yeah, that gets all nice and neatly wrapped up, and, and the the champions are back on Earth. I was hoping, or slightly kind of expecting Sam to get his powers back, but that didn't happen. And it seemed like, and I may be wrong because this was already, as far as I know, this was always slated to be three issues. So we can't say it was rushed on that front. And apparently, mm-hmm. because of the end of this book, they are going to they're starting again with the new number one. Uh, next month, or yeah, is it next month? I think it's next month. Yeah, next month because it did say 2019 or next year. Um, so 
this was just basically ending the run, ending this run. Yeah, this volume at least. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of. I mean, listen. We all know why comic book companies restart things at number one. They don't have to like it. You know, I don't know how this book was selling. I'd have to look it up. As far as I remember, Champions, well, before the change of writers, as far as I know, because at least the beginning, it was doing pretty decently mm-hmm. when it came out. So, yeah, I don't know at the end of it. But apparently it's doing some good because they're, they're you know, they're bringing it back. So, right away. Yes. So... No, so that's saying that's a, something. Right, that's a good point. Um, but that, but that being said, like I said, it was, it was kind of, like I said, it was, it kind of ended. Like we, we put, we find the, the champions back on Earth in a place. They actually, the funny part about it was like, hey, Miss Marvel gets this idea of like, hey, I got a team building idea. Let's play D and D, as if we right. didn't come out of a D and D thing already. Um, but yeah, Sam didn't get his powers back. In fact, I think they left. They they took him home. And everybody else just kind of, you know, had thoughts and feelings and especially, oh, speaking of thoughts and feelings, some feelings came out or something came out between Viv and uh, Riri. Right. So I don't know if that's going to get addressed uh, again. But um, like I said, it just kind of ended just like all nice and neat and ended up. As well, in- I would say yes and no. Because it's not neat in the sense that well, yeah. uh, the act, the book actually ends with a disturbing cliffhanger, and it says well, yeah. basically that there's a phase two to a plan coming up. So right, it's not because an it was right. It's not that there's an end to the stories, but there's the end definitely the an end to this storyline right. of uh, of uh, you know uh, what you call it D and D related uh, shenanigans because in fact that the that last uh, page was something that was brought up before this happened and they mm-hmm. only and they only touched upon it they didn't touch upon it obviously anytime during this this these last two three issues but yeah right. but beforehand they, they kind of touched on it like once or twice and it was like okay right. well. you're in there it's kind of like in the background right right so, so it's, it's so they it seemed like they kind of left that loop in there just to kind of say all right pop and, mm. this, and then they're gonna, you know, which still seems kind of weak, but at the same time, because I'm like, I'm thinking it's been three issues, and I don't know how many people remembers that even, you know, anything happening with that. It's definitely more of a trade thing, you yeah. know. Like if you see, if you if you're reading <clears throat> issues consecutively, I think it it probably plays a lot better. Yeah. So, but so. outside of that, like I said, it's. We are done with this chapter of or this volume of the champions, and we'll be back next next year with, with what that is. All right, whatever that's going to be. Um, next up, uh, amongst the books that we read, let's cover the uh, another big team book, Avengers number eleven, real quick. Yes. Um, so this served to continue a lot of the story threads that have been laid out in the past few issues. Mm. Um, I thought it was pretty cool that. Um, uh, you know, we we basically open with uh, a quick explanation of the cliffhanger ending of the first uh, of the previous issue. That is, it's not an explanation, but it's a it's it's actually a, a continuation, right? And um, after we leave that, essentially, you know, the the big the big strokes of the book are uh, 
continuing developments between Thor and <laughs> She-Hulk, aka Jennifer Walters. Yes. And uh and, and T'Challa uh using some uh aspects of his uh of his role as uh Wakanda's chief diplomat. Um you know, and using that, uh, you know, that 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 particular uh, tactic, um, you know, on the superhero front, and smartest man in the room, as as, as in his use of um, dealing with someone who's at this meeting, and the, the use of Tony's armor, which I thought was kind of funny, right? So, <clears throat> but yeah, and like you said, we we um, kind of get some more um, on the events of last the end of the last issue. Um, we find out something that the Avengers don't yet know about uh, on that front also, mm-hmm. or at least a couple of things on that front. So, you know, the, the reader is, is slightly ahead of the game or at least on point. Um, we don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. So spoilers, Coulson's back from the dead. Right, um, and I mentioned yeah, that because it's just a ring the bell, but yeah, yeah. Well, you think you did it earlier, so um, Not this. yeah, but go fine. on, that's fine. But I would say that that that's that's playing a part, and he has a he has brought a team with him, but he's also a different Coulson from before his death, and he's definitely a different, slightly different from. Uh, he's not that. He's a little different from his um, live action MC. Uh, you know, small screen and or big screen version, let's say. But then again, he all kind of was, the common version was kind of all already. So we found out he's back from the dead and he has a a new um, outlook on things. Um, he's also a little it's more... Definitely a new agenda. Yes. Uh, which is, which gets brought up during the course of this issue and he's talking to someone, which I thought was somebody we knew and they were going to bring that up. And this is one of the reasons I'm bringing it up now, and I don't know if we ever will, but it's somebody he's had dealings with that knew that apparently that worked with the Avengers and himself. And that ended up going a certain way. So it's almost as if like, it was like, was Jason Aaron is, is adding some new elements going on here. Mm-hmm. You know, with that. So I thought it was interesting to, to bring that up for that especially introducing a you know a different cult Coulson than we used to if you know anything about the character sure. using actually his death you know to as a springboard I guess right so but All outside right. of that uh, you know, the, the, the thing was I thought so the only other thing I would say about that the thing uh, is the you know, the She-Hulk, um, the She-Hulk Thor thing was going a certain way up until that last that last bit with them. I was like, oh, oh shit, go ahead, Thor. Mm. <laughs> you know, but I'm like, that was a good save. But outside of that, I was like, yeah, okay. It is what it is. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and last amongst the uh, last among the books uh, that both of us read this week is Black Panther number seven. And I got to tell you, this was mm-hmm. actually... Despite the fact that we're still not 100% sure how this is connected to anything that's happening in the present day. I'm just embracing uh, the ride at this point. What's that? I said, I'm just embracing the ride at this point. What I was going to say is this was at least entertaining. Mm-hmm. 
Because this, this is this, this, this is far one of the more entertaining issues in this whole story arc. Right. This seems like, as my notes would say, the Star Wars Black Panther edition. This seems more along going further down that route than mm-hmm. than it has in that last volume or in that last arc. Then, then, um, then this. So it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. There's some definitely some seemingly Star Wars like beats going on in, in this issue. And then I guess if you think back, you know, probably in the whole, that may or may not have been what he's going for, but it is, it is a thing. So, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it for for that. It was just an enjoyable, you know, like kind of one issue, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, there's, um, there's elements of action and intrigue and political unrest mm-hmm. and, um, you know, a familiar alien race and some more familiar alien races. So and yes, and a familiar beats of a franchise, right? In a way, which is what I've already said just now. So exactly. that I understand. Yeah, but I know I don't want to. You know, I I don't want to take away from you know what he's trying to do or whatever the game may be. But it would be you would be hard pressed to read this book. Um, much less the last volume, and not think of think of the the correlation. Sure, and you know, and I think that the difficulty that we've kind of had uh, trying to figure out how it all fits, like you said, we just sort of have to put that aside and kind of wait for it to all come together because this is just another you know big chunk of story. Mm-hmm. This is what part two of his story. So we're definitely dealing with the long form. Uh, story where uh, a lot is going to happen before it all comes together so that we can understand how it fits into the bigger Black Panther picture. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty much that. Um, did you... I feel like... Did, wait, did you not read Fantastic Four Wedding Special? I skimmed it. It's bachelor party stuff, so... Yeah. <laughs> Basically. You can talk about it. I mean, I read it. I if mean, you talk you've about it. basically summed it up. Um, so yeah, just to go ahead and get out of the way. And I guess, I don't know, or we are rapidly firing. Yeah. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll spin it up. So yeah, like you said, uh, Fantastic Four wedding special is basically three, uh, three stories. There was some bachelor party stuff. There is some there's not a throughput throughput in it actually because I was thinking there's from one story to another there is but uh, and that last Hembeck joint like yeah you can see where that one was is kind of sort of coming off of uh, the one in the middle but that being said it's like yeah uh, Sue and friends take take uh, Alicia to to uh, her bachelorette party while I. Johnny's supposed to be planning something for Ben, and I'm guessing we're not going to see that. Are we going to see that in the Fantastic Four proper? I guess, yeah. So, so that's going to be taken care of that elsewhere. And then, the, like I said, we see an, another story where Ben goes to uh, ask the puppet masters, aka Alicia's dad, stepdad, or adopted dad, whatever the case may be, uh, mm-hmm. hand in marriage. And that goes a certain way. But there is something I'm kind of actually I wanted to bring that up real quick because I wonder if there's something going to be something that's going to be brought up from that. The twist. Yes. At the end. It's an interesting twist. Yeah. I'm like, huh, weird. 
Interesting. But that said, and then there was another uh, Fred Hembeck uh, written and drawn story that is dealing with the, That was a nice puzzle. change of pace. Yes. I haven't seen like uh, a modern Fred Hembeck strip in a while. So I know, right? So, and that was just like focused on the, the um, <laughs> I guess, uh, the Puppet Master's inner dialogue or whatever the case may be. But So that was neat and cool to see. Cause, uh, All right. Okay, so let's rapid fire through the rest of these books because we <laughs> both have a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah. Um, let me run through what I've got. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number 11. Uh, this, you know, one of the cool things about uh, one of the big developments in the Spidey universe, uh, I've talked about it before, is that um, <coughs> J. Jonah Jameson now knows who Spider-Man is. And he's now actively trying to create support for Spider-Man. One, by becoming um, a shock jock and uh, promoting Spider-Man and his good works on the radio. Right. And it's pretty interesting. It's a, it's a definitely a pretty interesting um, idea. Um, Well, also, it is also an idea that comes from the recent uh, video game. No, I'm basically. Huh? Oh, you mean, oh, in terms yeah. of J. Jonah Jameson being a right. shock jock. Yes. Ah, gotcha. Now, granted, it's it's going the other way from from how he was in said um, right. Right, right, thing, right. but it's definitely. Matter of fact, they have even said as much. There has been articles saying saying as much. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty much taken from that. Sure. So, um, based off of this increased publicity. Uh, certain factions in uh, New York City are moving against Jameson, and uh, that's where this book is going. Mm. Um, so there's that. Uh, as Guardians of the Galaxy number four, this is actually the, you know, th- there's been some really entertaining stuff, and we're trying to figure out what Loki is trying to get at. Nebula is uh, all of a sudden, um, you know, showing herself to be uh, on par with dealing with you know, a, a, a group of Asgardians because she's basically creating an army, her own army of the dead, but instead of just the walking dead, we're talking about the godly walking dead. So that's a pretty formidable uh, force. Um, Batman Dam number two. So there isn't the large amount of controversy in this book that came from uh, Batman Dam number one, but there's still some controversial aspects to the book because I think they took that stuff out. I'm what, sorry, what, there was they took that stuff out because there was supposed to be some more of the quote unquote controversy in this in the next in this book, from what I remember saying. Well, there's also some. Well, there's there's some in, instead of uh, naked bits. No what we way. have is uh, something lifted from a controversial part of uh the killing joke and it's almost beat for beat so that's pretty interesting uh to read you know however many years later so there's that uh let's see we did black panther did champions doctor strange all right uh very broad strokes miles morales spider-man number one i'm not going to spoil this because roddy cat wants to read it but uh we have uh, a slightly um, fresh start with Miles. This is uh, uh, Saladin Ahmed and uh, Javier Garon, I think, doing the art. 
and it's uh, it's a it's a it's a very current events laden uh, start to the story, and um, there's a twist on um, a villain and his possible uh, motivations in the story. You know, a traditional villain, but there's a twist on his motivations in the story, and uh, it's pretty interesting to see where we go from here. Um, it's a promising start to a new status quo, or at least an updated status quo for uh, Miles. Um, Peter Parker, Spider-Man number 313. This wraps the side story for Spider-Man during, um, uh, uh, who's it, Spider-Geddon. Um, Peter takes care of, without, <coughs> excuse me, should hit the cough button, without going too far into this. Um, Peter takes care of the inheritor that he is tasked with dealing with. And uh, essentially, we're finally going to see um, the uh, this, this particular Spider-Man step back into the Spider-Geddon event after basically taking off you know, the, the, the first four issues of the miniseries. So uh, the series is about to end with number five. And it seems like all the Spider Spider-Man uh, analogs who that have survived to this point are about to, uh, you know, bring the, that particular story to a close. Spider Force number three uh, is also the ending of uh, one of the side uh, spinoff series for Spider Geddon, and uh, we finally get this issue that's a little out of order. You know, this this base the ending of this issue ties into the beginning of I believe it was uh, Spider Geddon number four. So this is finally out. So we kind of see how we get to that point. And finally, I pulled my joke about uh, the ghost who stabs from uh, the Batman who laughs. And the Batman who laughs number one is uh, a series by uh, Scott Snyder with art by Jock that basically deals with the uh, the unleashing by Lex Luthor of the Batman who laughs on the DC universe proper. And Batman and the Joker kind of realize what's going on after the, after the Batman who laughs actually makes an attempt on the Joker's life. And uh, the Joker hatches a plan unbeknownst to Batman. And uh, we see the beginning stages of the Joker's plan to take out the Batman who laughs at the end of this issue. And it's pretty shocking. So we'll see where uh, we go in issue two. This is a pretty good cliffhanger. Cool. Um, <clears throat> which leaves uh, my books starting with uh, Bitterroot number two, um, which I was kind of glossing at before we got started with this. And there um so this is kind of going off of the events of the the first issue in that there was um, actually a couple of things was going on at the end of that book like there were uh, a couple of attacks being made that but that one of which may or may not be by um, the the creatures that they think they are and then another one is kind of being orchestrated by some folks trying to do some things and this is just kind of continuation of that one of the family members um, may have come into some problems. Uh, from said attack and we'll see what happens uh, after that Titans number 31 um, which I feel like we've no we didn't talk about this one but we mentioned uh, 
about the last issue that uh, Kyle Rayner saves saves the the, the the Titans from wherever they were. So they're back on Earth. Uh, they, you know, the events of Drowned Earth has already been taken care of, so they don't have to, they don't have that to deal with anymore. Apparently, Kyle Rayner is now um, temporarily with the group in absence of Nightwing. Um, and Donna Troy is leading the group and, uh, they have been re, re, uh, retasked, repurposed and, uh, into their original mission. But now it looks like they're going on to the side mission to dealing with, uh, Ravens. Well, it might also help with, uh, what's going on with Raven at the same time. And there was something that happened with Beast War that was real crazy and may possibly be going uh, directing with the red if you know what that is i still don't um star wars age of the republic darth ball number one hey guess what folks it's another one uh one shot uh with uh, a star wars character and this one seems like it's uh because if i remember correctly there was a darth maul miniseries from a uh, last year probably and this seems to be a, a few memories of that uh, set in the same time period, but it really doesn't do anything to further any kind of story. Okay. I mean, it's, it is a part, I guess it is a chunk of a story, but like I said, it kind of leans on the fact that, hey, there was another miniseries already so, slightly, but so there's really nothing really of value to it outside of just like, hey, it's another story with Darth Maul and he got in some stuff on Coruscant. Um... Daughters of the Dragon number two. So this is the the um, Marvel Originals, aka the the Comicsology um, digital first stuff that is is out there. I talked about the last one a couple, for a couple of weeks. Ago, I don't remember what it was, and it's like um, so it's three issues with two chapters in each one. So because it's a digital first, and they'll put it out in print later on. This one was a little bit better than that last one, I think, um, and it's probably because I had time to sit with that last one. Um, I'm still having really some concerns with uh, Colleen's character characterization, but story-wise, you know, it was still what it was. You got a visit from Nick uh, Nick Fury Jr. and um, the ladies helped them with some stuff. And of course, if you know anything about any kind of Fury, he's you know, you know especially cinematically, he, there was an agenda in there. But it was all fun and it was it was good. Um. Goddess Mode number one. So this is a new number one from DC Vertical, I believe. Uh, written by one Zoe Quinn. Uh, and it shows. So if you don't know who Zoe Quinn is, she is a video game direct, uh, developer and she um, who came into some note um, a couple of years ago with uh, Gamergate. Uh, for some things that happened there, but uh, apparently she, she she's she's writing this comic book now, and I'm not sure if she's still doing any developing. But this, speaking of uh, books that kind of have some Tron like substance to it, this kind of seems like uh like what if the master control program is running the place, but you know there's some things going on behind the scenes, especially with the company which the the young lady is working for. Um, behind the scenes, specifically, there's a virus that the the the, the uh, that the the controlling AI of this world can't seem to do anything with, and the young ladies who's the protagonist's father has been stricken with it, and, and as well as a few other people, including 
the people who made, including a couple of people like her dad and the CEO of the company who made said AI. But regardless of that, um, she gets sweep, swept, swept into said AI world, which is kind of Tron-like, and she meets up with these few other people. So there is definitely a little bit of Tron-like mystery thing. I would say Tron with a little bit of Magical Girl, but I'm not sure if that, that would hold up quite nicely. But there is definitely some Tron-like businesses. You can tell this was definitely made by a person who has worked in the video game. Interesting. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, you might want to check it out. It's I don't know. I will definitely check out the next issue, but we'll see how it goes from there. Um, and last but not least, uh, South Squatch Detective Special Number One. So this is again, like I said before, we started the show, and so on. it's not really again for you folks. But so South Squatch Detective is about um, a well, it's about a Sasquatch who. Leaves her family in the woods to go to be uh, um, a detective into the police force, specifically the LAPD, because she was watching TV with her family and, you know, somebody from the LAPD was like, yeah, we'll take anybody. We'll even take a Sasquatch. So she kind of got in her because she's been wanting to leave and get out in the world anyway, just to kind of say, hey, guess what? We're out here. Kind of stuff. It's kind of like, oh, shoot. What was that show? I want to say Dinosaurs. But not really, because this is technically place, supposedly taking place in the DC universe proper. Because she runs into Wonder Woman, Catwoman. She they reference Superman early on in the book, but it's kind of light-hearted, so it's not really you know like she's really good at uh, being a police because you know she's sat and watched like a whole bunch of Law and Order and kind of stuff like that. And plus she's a Sasquatch, so she's plenty strong. And it's kind of other stuff. the funny part about this like she's gone on like they talk about some of the cases she's done. And mm-hmm. she's gone undercover, which she's a Sasquatch, so I can't imagine how undercover you could be as a Sasquatch, but apparently it worked out some kind of way. So, that being said, um, and, um, oh, her name is Tanya Lightfoot, and her, she got her name from a certain skater of certain note, if you're of a certain vintage. Mm. Yeah. Let's take that for what it is. But, um... But again, like I said, it's pretty light-hearted, and it's worth noting that, uh, I believe... This book is this special is made up of a backstory that they made up for for this issue and a bunch of um, backstory back issue well back uh, side stories that were in I think the Snagglepuss um, miniseries that that happened so there were backup stories in the in that particular book and they put all that together and made this so I'm not gonna sit here and say this all ages because it's Kind of is and kind of not, but it is. I if you gave this to a child, I, w- I wouldn't. You know, it it wouldn't be offensive. There's nothing in there that is just really crazy, crazy. But it was a fun read, and I enjoyed it a lot. So, um, I don't know if there's going to be any more after this, but it it is what it is. So that is the end of the books for me. Alrighty, so I guess we're up to clicks of the week. Um, I think I've got a pretty surprising click of the week this week. Do it. I'm going to go with Black Panther number seven. Hmm, that is surprising because, yeah, you've been kind of not rough on this, but just kind of like, what are we doing here? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, I can see it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good pick. Um, for myself, 
I think I'm actually going to go with uh, Sasquatch Detective Special Number One. Okay. Yeah. I guess yeah. I'm gonna have to pick that one up. It was amusing. It was quite amusing to me. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think uh, <clears throat> Tim Dog ninety eight or PC underscore did not because yeah, they're still in their various modes of uh, things, so yeah. they did not have a chance to. But nevertheless, news. All right. Oh wait, no, we're gonna do our first ad. Then news. We have to get our ads into the. We have to get <laughs> our ads in. We have to pay the bills. Yes. So our first ad is for Funko Fun at First Sight, your home for exclusive collectibles, apparel, and brand merchandise. Now, for the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles, you can enjoy ten percent off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. You know you want those Funko world famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, uh, Funko T shirts, hats, or socks or custom DIY pop figures, art books, or skateboards. Um, you can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase of those things when shopping at Funko by uh, going to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount, and that's going to help keep our show free for you. That is Funko through CSPN.us. Do it today. And now we get into the news. And we start off as we do every week with, not the Red Dead Redemption, but the cinematic news of the week. And guess what, folks? You've been waiting for it. It finally came. Marvel's Avengers 4 is uh, officially called Avengers Endgame. Receives earlier release date. So, yeah, the trailer came out for the, the uh, Avengers number 4. We got the we got the date. We got a we got the trailer. We also got um the name and I don't know, some people are not liking the name. I'm like, "Eh, it is what it is." Uh, what do you want it to be? I didn't. You know, I don't but know. I don't, but not you specifically. Yeah, no. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what people were expecting. But I'm like, yeah, it's about as good as good, good a name as any. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, it has double, triple, or at least multiple meanings. Yes, and they even matter of fact, there's even a treatment of the title um, that is done up in purple and gold, aka Thanos' colors. Mm-hmm. But I didn't so, know that. So you know, there's definitely various. Uh, purposes for naming this this avengers movie that mm-hmm. so yeah uh, and if you haven't seen the trailer and you know there's a couple other things that i didn't put in the uh, um the, in a lineup about it but yeah it's, it's out there if you haven't seen it by now what are you doing uh, april 26 yeah, 2019 uh is is uh the date we have as opposed to may 3rd which is normally what they would have done a movie like that on so i don't know why they moved it up they moved it up a week right yes yeah so I don't know. They wanted to get it a week earlier. Who knows? Oh, you know, wait. Get it closer to Captain Marvel. I don't know. I was about to say, actually, it might be the case because I want to say, doesn't that actually come out in May? Regardless, yeah, there is oh, a reason. March. March. Okay. Then Captain that, Marvel comes out in March. Okay. So then that doesn't make that much more sense then. Regardless, like it is what it is. Maybe they just want it out a week earlier. Or I guess. whatever. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I can't imagine what would be coming out unless there's like a DC movie coming out. Uh, Around the time they were moving out of the way, which I doubt. No, my 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 guess is probably just to give it more room to breathe afterwards. 
No, yeah, well, they could have given Captain Marvel more time to breathe if they had left. The they did the way actually. Is. They moved. They, didn't they move Captain Marvel up as well? I think it was originally April. They moved it into March. Not that I remember, but you're probably right. It, either way, it doesn't matter. It's coming. Well, one way or the other. speaking of Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. so fans, you know, I love the international. Uh, the the uh, what you call it? What uh, what the studios are saving for reveals at international comic cons, not just the U.S. comic cons. Yeah, uh, fans attending the Marvel Studios panel at the Comic Con Experience um, 2018 uh, convention in Brazil actually got a lot of star-studded. Uh, panels, and they got an exclusive trailer of the Captain Marvel movie. Hold on, you didn't say that right. What's that? Where did it? Where is it? Where is it being held? Brazil. No, you didn't say it. You should have said it like um, like um, Toretto. Brazil. <laughs> this is Brazil. <laughs> You're a long way from home, cop. Oh god! I just had to bring it up because this is like okay, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so they apparently this um anyway this thing they has um um so another scene a clip that um that the one we got didn't have so there you go um back to Spider Man into the Spider Verse the um, Spider Man into the Spider Verse's visuals are so unique Sony Sony is literally trying to patent the look this is not that much of a surprise but this is also a thing okay. And actually, um, again, I'll take this one uh, while we're at it. So, yeah, I'm, we mentioned this earlier. So there's... Um, yeah, without uh, spoiling... Yeah, well, I'm not going to go into it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's... Um, if, if, you know, if you've seen Spider-Verse by now, then, of course, there you've known... I've seen a bunch of uh, Easter eggs, and this there's been a couple of our articles that have... Excuse me, a number of Easter eggs. And um, this one just happens to be one of them. And of course, like we said earlier, there is a, a end of credit scene, and there's an article that explains that in uh, Into the Spider Verse. So you stick around, you know, and check it out. Yep. I uh, oh wait, I, I will say this without getting into spoilers. How would you think of it? I enjoyed it. Yeah, but it's definitely an insider thing because if you're of a certain vintage, you're not going to get it, or if you're not familiar with um, both the animation history of Spider-Man and <laughs> the 90s comic book history of Spider-Man, yes. you're not going to get it at all. And who played the, the, the let's say, let's say the, the, the main focus of that uh, credit scene. Exactly. Which was a, uh, which was a surprise. Exactly. Exactly. So, so. you know, that one was kind of tough to, you know, uh, I, I was talking about the family that was sitting in front of me. Mm. Um, I actually overheard the daughter trying to explain to mom what the post credit scene was. Nice. And I I feel bad. I'm like I I didn't want to jump in and be like, well, you know, it's this character and based off of this entry. Well, you know, how did, how did she do? Did she do all right? What's that? Did she do all right? Trying to explain? Yeah, I mean, in very basic terms. Sure. Yeah, very mom's probably don't very care, basic but, terms. Yeah. You know. So. But but the but I'm saying that's good to see. It was like yeah, you know, it was like they they people say what they want about you know women not getting into comics and, and you know which is BS and all that kind of stuff. So it it's good that that was the case. Regardless, in credit scene, um, check it. 
So this next one is yours. Uh, Charlie Cox, the actor who played Matt Murdock and Daredevil in the Netflix show, opens up about the Daredevil cancellation. So um, it turns out that he was shocked by it, and he spoke with Entertainment Weekly and said that uh, he's not ready to say goodbye to Matt Murdock. My understanding, I don't know if you have another story after this. Is I that, think we said uh, that the, when it was canceled, but no, nah, he's, he's, I mean, the character is going to move, leave LeVon, so... Is going to be mm-hmm. in what fashion we don't know, but yeah, it sounds like Marvel has plans to to continue the character in some kind of way, right? But uh, contractually, they can't use Charlie Cox to do it mm. because of some aspect of the Netflix contract. So, right, that's my understanding. At least I haven't, I haven't obviously read the contract, but I did see a story about that. Yeah, I don't know. Get on that legal. Um... <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, they don't make their contracts. You know, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think I remember seeing anything about that part. There might be something on in, in this article about it. But regardless, that's the thing. Um, Marvel's The Punisher season two premieres in January. Thirteen episodes. Right, so it's going to be a grand opening, grand closing type Probably. of thing. Probably, but not for not for the reasons that Chris Rock gives. Mm-hmm. Um. It's definitely going to be, uh, you know, premiere. Oh, it's canceled. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, at this point, like I said, which is why I kind of chuckled when he said it was a surprise. I'm like, well, at this point, it's not so much of a surprise to us. Um, And I know there was an article out there saying, like, yeah, definitely, Def- Daredevil was still kind of the, the had a big draw uh, in season two, which I think we may, may have t- talked about that before. Um, I don't know if this this article doesn't say what date, but it just says January. So I guess there is yeah, a, I don't unless have it exactly. I, did, I think all I remember seeing was the month. Yeah. So there you go. Next month, you got Punisher to look forward to. I know there are people drooling over that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, speaking of the Netflix oh, version, mine. Uh, yes. Deborah Ann Wall is launching her own Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcast, show. right? No, it's a show. Oh, it's a TV show. Nice. Uh, well, it's not a TV show. It is a streaming show. So, oh, a streaming show. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yes. Because I think, is it going to be on Geek and Sundry? Yeah, so it's going to be weekly episodes on, yeah, starting February on Alpha, which is basically Geek and Sundry and a couple other things. So it is a... Um, and I'm sure it'll be on Twitch also because I know Geek of Sundry puts a lot of their stuff on Twitch. So basically, yes. So um, I know I remember seeing reports that she's um, she's actually gotten into uh, Dungeons and Dragons pretty decently, the, or actually was already was since since she was in uh, True Blood, maybe possibly because um, I remember her talking about it before. Regardless, so she's gonna have a show where she's gonna DM. Um, uh, that's the person who you know runs. And that's not direct message. People. That is correct. That is the dungeon master, and she will be the one who's running the game. If you're not a, a Dungeons and Dragons fan, she will be running the game and guiding the story, basically. Um, and the show will be called Relics and Rarities. Again, like I said, it's going to be on the Geek and Sundry and the Alpha streaming service um, channel. So look forward to that in February. And apparently, it's, it includes celebrity players such as. Tommy Walker, who also was in Daredevil, I guess. Julia Dennis, uh, Jasmine Bilar, and Xander Generet. I don't know none of those people. So, look out for that. If you're a fan of um, Baby Vamp, a.k.a. Karen Page. 
Okay. You got next. Yep. Oh, shoot. Let me get my book. Anyway, um, I was about to play some Karis one. Um, Star Wars series The Mandalorian taps Werner Herzog for undisclosed role. Uh, apparently, Giancarlo Esposito, Carl Weathers, and others are also in and uh, have joined the cast. Which, man, that's a list. It certainly is. Um, so, yeah. All right, and next up, uh, Warner Brothers is developing a Plastic Man movie. Okay. <laughs> yes. Hot on the heels of that 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 six issue miniseries from that they just put out in DC. Actually, I don't know how long before. Worth noting, there was a those of a certain finish know there was a Plastic Man cartoon back in the day, you know, with uh, him and Penny and Baby Plaz and Hula. Um, you may or may not. They don't have that on DC Universe, though. Sadly, may should get that on there. And of course, Plastic Man's been on other shows, but yeah, I don't ask me, folks, why are they doing that? I don't. Exactly. Although, you know what? William would make a case for Plastic Man would be uh, DC's Deadpool. Yeah, but they've never treated him like that. Like, true. Marvel's Deadpool. Um, well, they once have. He left the books, right. Once he left the X books and kind of went off on his own, had a shtick. Yes. And it's that shtick, that third breaking of the fourth wall, actually, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, they really adapted and really made a, you know, made a, a driving force of the movie. Mm hmm. But that said, Plastic Man was doing this back in the seventies. So, mm-hmm. minus the fourth wall. Well, actually, there was, there might have been some fourth wall breaking in the comic, right. in the cartoon. Right. But without that, you know, it's kind of tough to see him as DC's Deadpool. But I see what you mean. I know. Yes. I definitely know what you mean. More of yes. like a comedic take on uh, superheroing. Yes. All righty. Uh, next up, uh, Victor Zaz has been cast for Birds of Prey. So you know. Yeah, that's that movie is still. Matter of fact, we also found out the name of that movie, which is long as I don't know what. It's called Birds of Prey, and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So you, yeah, and you already know Margot Robbie is a part of it, and so I guess that's a, the partial driving force about that. But that's a long name. Okay. Uh, February seventh, twenty twenty is the release date, and Victor's ass is going to be played by Chris Messina. Who's I've seen that name before. I feel like I, I probably know where he's in, but whatever. Uh, next up, Else Worlds. Did you see this? Did you watch the? Are you not watching no. any of the Arrowverse stuff? Although I did see, I think the last ten minutes of it. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, there's news coming out of that on that part front too. But uh, so Else Worlds just answered a series long flash memory uh, mystery. Which ends that how do people go to the bathroom in the pipeline? Because so if you didn't know in the Flash series, they throw people in the jail in in their collider jail slash thing. But you never see anything outside of a bed, much less actually you only see four walls most times. But apparently, yeah, they they showed how people go to the bathroom. Is there a poop force involved? Because you know how the Flash is all about. No, force. no, it's actually just it's a technical reason. I mean, it's a technical. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. There's God forbid the, they use some stuff from the comics, like nah, no, nah, they just good old fashioned the people. Nah, just good old fashioned technology. I didn't, I haven't seen the episode when I haven't seen any of the the Elseworlds stuff yet, so I don't know how they how they even get on that subject. But hey, it's a thing. 
Uh, actually, I'll take this next one. Uh, in that Elseworlds hence Diggle is spoiler on Earth 90. So this is something that has actually come up in the past on Arrow. <clears throat> because there was some speculation that uh, John Diggle, the character of John Diggle, may possibly, could have possibly been a, uh, a version of John Stewart, a.k.a. the Green Lantern. And apparently in Elseworlds, um, I guess he shows up, or it is either alluded to, or he shows up as a version of uh, a Green Lantern, as that has actually been alluded to previously, a few seasons ago. So that's kind of cool. I would have actually, if that, if the, if the canon was the fact that he had ended up being Green Lantern, I would have loved that. Like end of a show proper, but yeah, tis what it is. You can take the next one too. Sure. Uh, Crisis of Infinite Earths coming to DC, CW in 2019. So the next crossover is going to be coming off of uh, Elseworlds, which Elseworlds pretty much set up at the end of it. Crisis right. of Infinite Earths. Uh, and uh, and the brand manager for the Arrowverse, Stephen Amell, was apparently the one who uh, tweeted about it. Right. I was about to say, I did see a joke about how, was it the Flash who joked? I hope this doesn't become a yearly thing. <laughs> I feel, like that like, was a, oh, I feel like that ah. was. I feel like that was a joke from one of the first uh, crossovers. If they just finally did that joke, I'm. I, that's that's sad. Because how many have they done? They've done a couple years now. It, right? It's been this is like the fourth one. Jeez. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, but not with Supergirl. Right. This is like. The last right. one is the second Between one Between the Flash and Supergirl. Like or this one is... Right. Well, so... I was, Yeah, so... Because they didn't start doing it up, up until, like, season two, maybe... Yeah, season two of Flash. Well, actually, if you think about it, the Flash kind of started off because he was on Arrow in the first place. So that was kind of... Right. And then they right. crossed over into of, each other's right. thing. In terms of, uh, but the big crossover didn't start until, like, all- Legends, I think, happened. Right. But in terms of Supergirl's involvement, I think... And yeah, when they brought her over, that was like, right. one of the last two. So this is her second one. Right. Um, so that's probably why the joke still landed somewhat. Right. Probably. Okay. Um, hold on. So I've got the next one. Legends of Tomorrow just broke the timeline and the consequence is bonkers. So... Another DC show I don't watch um, w- just broke their timeline, which doesn't make me want to watch it anymore. Um, <laughs> no, apparently, uh, Constantine is in this show, and there's some now, stuff yeah. going on in the timeline. Yes, and some puppetry is involved in this in this episode, from what I understand. Okay, so yeah, it's I I don't know. I'll tell pretty amusing, but that shows because I, I I like Legend of Tomorrow because it's just silly. Okay, that's just me. Anyway, um, Mark Hamill talks about Batman, the animated series, quote unquote, lost episode. So I saw this come up on Twitter when it happened. Um, And apparently there's an episode that hadn't been shown that uh, somebody tweeted to uh, Mark Hamill about, I guess. Or excuse me. Yeah, it's a sci-fi museum uh, tweeted about a lost episode that was created for the Sega CD of all things. That was written by Paul Dini, and if you're watching the video, you can see the tweet right now, and Mark Hamill, pardon me, I'm so sorry, ginger ale, y'all, um, responds to the tweet, says, Yaza Yaza, ladies and gentlemen, lost a quote-unquote lost Batman episode, and he, he talks about it a little bit. 
he says he basically says he remembers recording, but he don't he doesn't remember ever seeing it. So, so and if you didn't know, the Sega CD was basically um, a, um, a CD drive for the Sega Genesis for mm-hmm. those of a certain vintage. I never had one. Yeah, never did. <laughs> yeah, I think I had the thirty two X, but that's a, that's a whole other story. Didn't um, have any <clears throat> um, All right, uh, so. Speaking of ca- uh, character actors that <laughs> people of us vintage are going to recognize, yes. unless you are an avid fan of Sharknado, yes, Sharknado. Uh, <laughs> Ian Deering has joined the cast of Swamp Thing as fan favorite. Perfect. That perfect. is should be in quotes. DC hero Blue Devil. One joke for another, folks. <clears throat> Actually, I don't know. I don't, my Blue Devil dealings, I don't, I don't know if he was much of a joke or not. I don't know. I don't know too much about the character. But yeah, Ian Ziering. Trying to get that DC money and that his other cash crop is going. Let me stop. Um, so, so yeah, he'll play Des, David, Daniel Cassidy, a stuntman who becomes Blue Devil. You know anything about Blue Devil? Nope. Moving right I, along. Carries a trident. That's sure. about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's been a couple of devils in the DC proper so anyway uh dc universe's star girl adds lou ferrigno jr as founding jsa member okay so wait is okay that's what i thought i was like wait is this not actual lou ferrigno so it's not it is his son it's his son yeah. yes um and so who knew because when I read this, I thought it was like, okay, no, they got Lou Ferrigno to play um, to to play Iron Man. That makes some sort of sense. And actually, apparently, um, Lou Ferrigno's been hospitalized after a pneumonia shot. Yeah, that was a bad story. You know, that was literally, you know, a, a, a cautionary tale for anyone going in for any sort of shots. Mm, yeah, that's pretty pretty not cool. But he should be recovered, right? Uh, moving right along. Uh oh. Wait, what is All right, so I'll take. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so again, DC Universe's Stargirl mm-hmm. has recruited a Walking Dead alum as to play Ted Grant, also known as Wildcat. Yes. Uh, Brian Staff. I don't know who that is. Got me. Yeah. So apparently he was in The Purge. Uh, I guess I'm assuming the, the TV show, not the movie, or maybe the movie. Doesn't matter. Fowler and several episodes of Walking Dead. Moving right along. Uh, the CW is developing an adaptation of Valiant's Dr. Mirage. Don't know much about this character, much less okay. the Valiant universe, but guess what? Another comic book gone to movie. I mean, gone to, to a small screen. Next up, Family Guy eulogized Carrie Fisher's character in this past Sunday's episode of the show. Yeah, so apparently she played um, um, Brian, wait, wait Peter's uh, supervisor on the show. I didn't know because I hadn't watched uh, Family Guy in eons. I didn't even know it was still on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, apparently it was a nice, uh, a nice eulogy in in one that um, <clears throat> excuse me, one that um, brought up her other more notable series. Or sure, yeah. Um, a new trailer for Star Trek Discovery ups the stakes for season two. Um, I hadn't watched it actually. I hadn't watched any of season one yet, but um, yeah, apparently they're 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 um they're going all out. So Michelle Yeoh's going to be back. Section thirty one's going to be um thrown in. 
And something about the Red Angel, I have no idea what that part means, but the rest of that sounds awesome. Speaking of Star Trek Discovery, uh, Season 2 adds an extra episode, so it's going to have one more episode than it was previously announced. Yes, instead of 13, it'll be 14, so I don't I don't know. The, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kelly Sue, DeConnick, and Matt Fraction signed deal with Legendary TV, so good on them. So their company, uh, Milkfed Criminals Masterminds, um... Um, has signed a two-year deal with Legendary to adapt both their creator-owned comics and produce original programming for broadcast TV. Um, worth noting, they had a hand in that Emerald City, um, uh, I guess, miniseries that was on NBC like last year or something like that. So, not their first dealings in TV. So, and I was mm-hmm. sort of imagine uh, what Bitch Planet, Blip, but Bitch Planet and Sex Criminals are now going to get shows. So, okay. Good for them. Oh, and probably Odyssey. Yeah. So I'm right. pretty deadly, which I know they have been working on that for the last couple of years. If I, from what I remember going to their uh, talks at um, Heroes Con, so good on them. Next, all right. So we're going to transition over to comic book news. Yep. Marvel is greenlit a new Darth Vader comic after killing the Chuck Wendig written version uh, very recently. Mm, yeah, it was uh, dark times for the Empire. Mm. So yeah, apparently um, this will shed. Uh, it's another Vader series. I don't. It's, we already got one good one. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but hey, Marvel's you know Disney's Marvel's getting that money. Um, Speaking of trying to get <clears> that one, yeah, right. Marvel plans to destroy, and speaking of actually what I said earlier when we when we started talking about events, uh, Marvel plans to destroy and rewrite its own history in March, starting with the Fantastic Four. Um, so and continuing with yes, and continuing with Spider Man. So the the um, the phrase "the Marvel Universe is destroyed" accompanied the image, which begs the kind of question: Who really gave the Fantastic Four their powers? Boy, wouldn't that have been something for just a what if? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's the thing. The Marvel history is destroyed. Another Marvel mini-sized event. Yeah. Um. I mean, we're, we're going to get more details on this, but you know, it's it it's it, it, we're definitely dealing with at least in my mind, and according to my wallet, a bit of a boy who cried wolf too many times. Mm. Agreed. Um, and going on with that, the Marvel is also going to do the same with uh, Spider-Man's history, right. including going back to Spider-Man no more and, and I guess talk about who brought him back in the game or something. I don't know from what this from what I saw. Yeah. Who brought the amazing Spider-Man back after Spider no more? Like, does it really matter? I guess. Mm-hmm. Next up, uh, Marvel plans on what a miniseries. To, that's going to retell Spider-Man's life story in real time, so mm-hmm. starting in 62 or 63, yes, and going up until uh, an unspecified time. I feel like there's a DC analog to this, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, where they did something like this in DC, one of the DC events. like, um, And I keep thinking the All-Star Superman, but that's totally not it. Regardless, no, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Okay, good. Long with less than one sound. Was it final? Was it Final Frontier? There's a Darwin Cook thing. Maybe, but I don't know. I I 
I vaguely remember that much off of that uh, one. Yeah, I know I read it, but and either way, it, it, there, I feel like there was an analog there that's along with this. I'm sure someone will will come along with it, regardless. Um, and I feel like they've done this in Marvel before. Now that I think about it, but it, it's, it's neither here nor there because flowing history and whatever stuff they don't have on Marvel Universe. So apparently, Chip Zdarsky is going to be doing this. Uh, I like this cover kind of. So it's starting with the Vietnam War. Um, which Peter has wasn't even there, which is why I'm saying I know Marvel did something similar to this because then they do like a battle, not battle lines, but it did something where it's like, well, what if you know the history was changed by this type of situation or something? So I feel like the similar things has been has been done. We'll see what comes out of that. Oh wait, yeah. So Cosmic Ghost Rider is the one that's been is going to apparently be the one that's going to destroy the Marvel history. So I guess this is still kind of coming out of everything. Now, you know, we talk about some characters getting overexposed. I've pretty much had enough. I don't know. Deadpool is still overexposed and he's killed pretty much everybody at this point. And I think they're still doing those stupid things. Um, So, yeah, Cosmic Ghost Rider. That's a that's a thing now. Next up, uh, Marvel announces all new all female team series. And I saw this come off the off of Twitter. Um, So. Gail Simone is writing uh, a five-issue limited series called Domino Hotshots, and it is, of course, going to be uh, starred by Domino uh, and her team of um, ladies. But with an addition uh, of apparently, so out she so she already had a group uh, with Outlaw and Diamondback. Yes, that Diamondback, not the other Diamondback. No one knows who I'm even talking about. Um, no. But apparently joining the group is going to be Black Cat, who, who I thought was Civil Sable for, for a hot second, uh, Black Widow, um, and a couple other people. And um, I don't know. I think one, maybe two of these people are, are possibly new. So that'll be cool. That Domino series is actually not bad. So I'm, I'm, I will check this out. Um, and it's being done by the same creative team as Domino, which is Gail Simone and Dave, David, uh, Dave Baldion. So there you go. Next. Uh, next up, Conan, the barbarian is actually going to join, <clears throat> uh, the comic book Avengers in March. So it's, this is part of the Avengers, no road home, which is a sequel to Avengers, no surrender. Yes. And, um, yeah, the Scarlet, Witch is going to go back to the, or go into the Hyborian Age, and we all know that that's where Conan lives. So, mm-hmm. and boy, will that be fun! Because surely nothing will happen when Scarlet Witch is involved with anyone's history. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, hey, I wonder if Voyager is going to come back because she was wasn't she a part of that No Surrender thing? I think so. Yeah. Um. So yeah, apparently, let's see the seventh, the sixth issue will introduce Conan. Will be done by Al Ewing, Mark Wait. Oh wait, no, this is just the basic the team. Uh, Al Ewing, Mark Wade, Jim Zub, and Sean Isaac, Isaac, and will be next um, next February for the for the weekly series. But that issue in particular is going to be March twentieth. And I don't think it's not it's probably not the first time Conan's been in, in has has crossed over into the Marvel universe because when they had a license at first, I think there was some one ifs and some other stuff, which this article says. So. I vaguely remember that stuff. So, some sad news. Um, well, some good news and some bad news, actually. I don't know if you saw this, um, uh, I did. 70. Kamala Khan's creator is stepping away from Miss Marvel. 
that's the bad news. The good news is it's going to be taken up by one Saladin Ahmed. Mm-hmm. So, while I am absolutely going to miss G. Willow Wilson writing um, Kamala because you know she, she was she's she's the one that brought us to the table. Um, I it, I feel like it's probably going to be in good hands. Right, and it definitely seems like uh, G. Willow Wilson, you know, was maybe tidying up the book a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, to get it to, you know, not not tying up every loose end, but definitely getting it to a point where someone can take the book over. So and I, in this case, relaunch it. Right. So she like um, like um, Latour and um, and Rico Renzi now with Spider Gwen was able to, as she said herself in this article, I believe was able to finish her story on her own terms. Right. Which sounds like what she's doing. So and and now the um, uh, Solid Number is going to take it in another direction. Um, does it say? When, because I don't think this came off as solicitous, because this just happened like a day or two ago. Mm-hmm. When it, came up. it doesn't really say, but it's going to be called the Magnificent Miss Marvel, and it's probably going to be sometime next year. That works. Yeah, that works. So, and yeah, uh, if Saladin Ahmed is isn't named you've heard of, he's doing the new Miles Morales book. Also, he did that uh, uh, Black Bolt book that um, I know. Uh, Agent Seven like that I have not finished, and he's also doing Exiles now. Who also actually had an older version of Kamala Khan in it, right? Recently, um, so yeah, good and bad news on that one. Um, <clears throat> next up, uh, Marvel's Strike Force video game is adding Miles Morales to the roster. Yeah, in fact, already has because the event that is bringing him in just started. If you're playing that game, just started. Uh, a day or two uh, as of this recording, so so if you can get all the bits to uh, to, to to get Miles Morales, you can add him to your team. Actually, it looks looks pretty cool. So uh, next up, Mc, uh, McFarlane Spawn coming to Mortal Kombat number eleven. So yes, there's another. Actually, that's not the eleventh Mortal Kombat, but that's just the name of it, regardless, because there's more than that. Regardless. Spawn. I remember when Spawn came to Tekken. Yes, and he was also in um, Soul Tekken Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, he might have been in Tekken. Oh, in could be, I was about to say. I know. I remember in that style. He game. definitely was in Soul Calibur, and I feel like he has been in another fighting game. I know he was in like Marvel, Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, one of those iterations. But yeah, he's and I feel like he's been in Mortal Kombat before, but maybe not. Mortal Kombat. So yeah, there's 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 a new Mortal Kombat coming. Uh, that trailer came out during the Game Awards last week. We didn't. We just found this out um, yesterday or today or something. So I mean, Spawn. You know, for that franchise, sure, why not? It fits. Fits better than he did in Soul Calibur. That's for sure. Ah. Um. So next up. Next up, uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips have renewed their exclusive deal with Image Comics. So they're going to be. Uh, putting out the, their books uh, through the image imprint. Yeah. And those who are watching the video can also see this nice bit of splash from Bitterroot. I'm, I'm just putting that out there. It had nothing to do with the article in itself. Um, so, yeah. Go, 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 Brubaker and Phillips. I don't think I've read any of their stuff. No criminal or anything like that? I don't think so, no. 
Because in the one book I felt like I remember reading was not them. Okay. But I think it was Brubaker. Was it Velvet Brubaker? I can't remember. I think so. Yeah. So I read Brubaker, but I don't think I read him and Sean Phillips because that wasn't, that definitely wasn't Sean Phillips on the art. Anyway, so congrats to them. Uh, Mike Magnola shares his script for a new Hellboy Winter Special comic, uh, which I think is out this week. Um, so yeah, this is just, uh, um, you know, some art <coughs> and stuff talking about the winter special that is out. So cool. All righty. Next up, uh, discover the dangerous world of journalism. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Lead. So, uh, it's a new original graphic novel from New York Times bestselling author Gabby Dunn and artist Claire Rowe. Um, this is not all the president's men, because um, that was pretty dangerous, to be honest. Um, but uh, but yet timely. I don't know. Yes, yes. Well, you know Something all this stuff. Be. Anything that involves a lot of the current issue. Current oh, well, this one, yeah, this one is no exception. This is absolutely going to be timely. Yep. So yeah. Um, and apparently it says here, what, 21-year-old Madison Jackson's already started with the college newspaper. She nabs a coveted night inter- internship with the Boston Premier newspaper. And I guess shenanigans started to happen after that, so I'm not going to go into the whole the whole thing on that. I don't know. It might, it might be kind of interesting. Yep. The book is called Bury the Lead. And that's L-E-D-E. So, because the paper's called the Boston Lead. Ha-ha! Um, also, I'm... Well, I'm not sure if this is good or bad news. Um, but Joseph, one story, Joseph Illich leaves exits Valiant Entertainment. In fact, I know there was a, I know there was a write up in a Hollywood Reporter about his leaving, and I think may hint to what he's going to be doing next. I'm not sure, but yeah. So <clears throat> Joseph Illich has been around these parts. He started the uh, Catalyst Prime line for um, Lion Forge. Then moved on to to do um, to Valiant, where he was doing the the um, you know where he was uh, top man over there. And now he's just leaving Valiant to go on to do whatever he is. He's a mover. What can I say? The man's you know man's been doing some things. He's been around for a while. But on that note, I'll take this next one. Uh, Valiant has gone on to promote Robert Myers to senior editorial director in his in in uh, Mr. Illich's stead. So he's been with the company for a good while, and I guess got, got the title honestly. So cool. All right, next up. Uh, so you covered the Valiant promotion, right? Yup. All right. Legendary gets lost in space. So yeah, there was an article from the, from um, from Sci-Fi which had like, a couple of bits of news that we already talked about. But uh, the last bit of news was that, which I think I feel like we may or may not have talked about this before. But uh, Legendary Comics, who who I guess is an offshoot of Legendary Pictures, um, apparently got into the comics game and started doing some comics. A while back, you can go to their site and check out a whole bunch of stuff. They're, they're, I think there was an article from back in July that talked about this particular thing uh, about the Lost in uh, Lost in Space Netflix series doing a comic off of that or a graphic novel off of that, and that's what this is. 
Okay. Um, so it's called Lost in Space, Countdown to Danger, and we'll fill in the backstories for some of the characters while following the space family Robinson on features that won't be seen on the small film. So I guess this is taking place somewhere around the Netflix series, not necessarily to it. Um, okay. It looks like Brian Bucciolato, Richard Dinnick, and Zid was on the creative team of that. So, and I think it's out now. So, anyway. Um, <clears throat> look at the size of that thing. Massive new Star Wars book reveals Palpatine's volcanic throne room. Boba Savet's schematics. So, this is apparently a new Star Wars archive book. The called Star the Star Wars Archives 1977-1983. It is a 604-page coffee table book providing fans with behind-the-scenes photos, stills, interviews, script pages, uh, originals, design sketches, a bunch of stuff from Star Wars. Um, not counting the Howard, the I was about to say the horrible holiday special. Or maybe Next there's something up. in there about it. Who knows? Next up, uh, <laughs> Magic the Gathering. Uh, burdens up your holiday reading with two new book releases. One is a comic that came out, I believe, this week. That is this week. And a novella that also uh, came out recently. And these stories set within the vast multiverse Mm -hmm. that serves as the source of lore for uh, the popular trading card game are all set to dominate any time you aren't spending wrapping presents or slinging spells. Okay. Shout out to Matt Wang and uh, BDM. Um, I believe that novella is free. Yes. Um, free of cost to readers. I'm not sure where you would find it though. But regardless, oh, it's probably on their website. So, oh, it's on his website. Regardless, it's out there. You can go look at it. It's called um, Children of the Nameless by Brandon Sanderson and uh, Magic the Gathering. Shonda is out there on whatever you buy, wherever you buy comic books. I think actually Dirt did a um, review on it on Pop Culture Network if you want to go check it out. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Top Cow Talent Hunt winners take on Ares 9 Darkness. And this is just a preview for that. So every year Top Cow does a talent hunt. They put some on some stuff and here's the fruits of that labor. So Brendan Hog- Hogjun Ogden, uh, Ballas, well, uh, you know, it's a couple of people. I'm not going to go through all these names. <clears throat> um, flex their creative muscles for this uh, one shot. So I believe that may be out now. So you can go check that out. Next. All right. Uh, next up, Soap Studios announces uh, DC TV, uh, a reverse flash uh, action figure. It's a 112th scale. Mm hmm. And if you're watching the video, you can see some shots from it. Looks good. Um, Sad news. John Ridley's other history of the DC Universe delayed indefinitely. And as someone pointed out, and I can't remember who it was on Twitter, uh, this is kind of what happens when you try to get people who don't work in the the industry to, you know, working on other people's time. Sometimes they can commit to stuff. Sometimes they can't. John, you know, Ridley, you know him from, uh, what, 12 Years a Slave? Mm-hmm. and other things. Regardless, I guess he couldn't do it. He, you know, so, because this wasn't the first time that it's been uh, pushed back, so I guess it wouldn't be able to do it now. So somebody also made the remark, was like, yeah, imagine they could, they could have gotten somebody who was actually working in the comic book, comic book industry that, that could have done something similar that had, yeah. had the time yeah. for it. Yeah. 
I believe that was um, Sherilyn Eaton who said that who on Twitter. No, one good credit. Um, also, a little bit of bad news. Um, I'll just go ahead and take this while we didn't get the last one. Uh, Bordertown Art Team directs, uh, excuse me, departs, citing public allegations against writers. So apparently, um, the artists Ramon Villalobos and colorist Tamara Bonvillain have both left the DC Vertical uh, book, which is a shame it was a good book. Because uh, Eric Esquivel, the writer, has had some allegations of um, um, sexual impropriety, sexual assault, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, and DC, I don't think DC still has yet to put out an actual statement on it just yet. Uh, but apparently we did see something in our back channel about the fact that... Um, what issues five and six are just been outright canceled and not coming out at all because of what's going on. Mm. So that is also kind of possibly telling of yep. what's going on, but stay tuned as we get more news on that. Should some come up. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, last but not least, we'll try to end the news on a good note. The Schomburg center, uh, here in uh, New York City, for, it's the Center for Research and Black <clears throat> Culture. It invites comic book fans of all ages to participate in its seventh annual Black Comic Book Festival. It's going to be held on Friday, January 18th from 12 to 7.30 p.m. And on Saturday, January 19th from 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. The full program is about to be is going to be announced at a later date, and registration for both days is free and is open to the public. Mm-hmm. I believe you went last year, right? No, but I did, I have been up to uh, the Schomburg Center before to do research, so mm. it's yeah, a great you place to that. go uh, actually do research, and uh, it's pretty cool. And apparently, I did not know this, but this article from them says that um, it was created by Edgardo Miranda Rodriguez. Um, right, the writing creator the of Lago Boring Kenya. Yeah, so, Boring awesome. Kenya. Yes, that's how it's okay. pronounced. He actually told me that himself. Okay, so it, no, it sounds no like Ken. Boring Kenya. Kenya. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I, seriously. Like, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I I've literally, never... I literally looked at him. You know, uh, qu- questioning. You know, this, this gentleman who obviously speaks <laughs> this language. If not natively, fluently, <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? I mean, look, hey, I, I've actually said have said it both ways, and I'm not sure, and I'm not a, a native Spanish speaker, so I wouldn't know. Right, and I, boring, hate, I just hate yeah. to screw, I just would hate to screw it up. I probably stress the boring and the Kenya part yeah. a little too, and I'm, I think I probably have to. And as was just thinking, but regardless, if you're in the New York area, that is a thing that's going to happen early next year. You can go check that oh. out because I hear good things about it. Sounds like fun. All righty. So we've come to the end of the news, and we have our last ad read for the night. And uh, our last ad read for the night is for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Toronto, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? wine c- Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member 
and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink Wines through cspn.us. Do it today. And on that note, folks, we are at another exciting end of another exciting episode of Combo Chronicles. Um, we're going to get out of here, so I'm going to make this try to get as brief as I can. We will be back, I think, next week. I think so. Um, so for that, for myself, Rodicat at Rodicat on Twitter and Instagram and the um, CB Caps News Nerds Need on Twitter, all of that. That's me. Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. PC and underscore dirt on Twitter. Um, comic book. Sorry. Nope. That's not him. Uh, Pop culture net on Twitter. Uh, Pop culture network.com and I need comments.com. Tim D O G G nine, eight on Twitter. Uh, the click nation on Twitter. D K L I Q N A T I O N. I think I forgot to say that one at the top. Um, CB Cron on Twitter and the comic book resources. Go go check out his stuff. We will be back next week. Uh, thank you for coming out, and uh, we love y'all, or we love some of y'all. Some of y'all we kind of deal with. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> go out there and get you some wine. Have a good holiday. Uh, if we don't talk to you, but we will before the holiday. End of the year stuff coming up soon. We'll tell you after the end of the year. Hopefully we will get uh, Tim and um, Tim and Dirt back for the proceedings. I know that this is the Combo Chronicles, and we are out. Peace. One. Oops.